There is a reason we don't wear the same clothes in the summer and the winter time. It's because when the seasons of life change, when the seasons of new challenges come around, we have to change our way we do things. We have to change how we approach it, the, the clothing that we're wearing. In other words, the systems that we implement. Not all systems will fit all seasons of life. But the one thing that will fit all seasons of life is the actions you take. You still you know, run your company. You still go to work. You still work out, regardless of the seasons. And that's where the discipline element comes in. You're listening to The Isaac Velez Show, a podcast that inspires high performers to reach new heights and be better than their best. My name is Isaac, and I'm best known for my performance coaching, elevating elite athletes and entrepreneurs to unlock their full potential. On this podcast, I sit down and share vulnerable stories on my journey, lessons that I've learned, and I bring on high performers as guests to unlock new insights and share authentic conversations about what winning really looks like. Let's dive into today's episode. Nothing happens and then everything happens at once. Welcome everyone to today's episode on the Isaac Velez Show. Today we're going to be talking about the power of compound interest, the power of how great things, they don't come at once because progression and success are exponential. These things don't come in a linear fashion. We're not always going up. It looks like the stock market. Sometimes we're up, sometimes we're down. Sometimes we have these great bull runs and we're going to the moon and sometimes we're crashing back down to earth. But nothing happens before everything happens. It was coined by a self de- uh, self-development, self-improvement um, person who said, they coined it as the dip, the feeling that you get before great success. The feeling of, you don't know how you're going to make it work. You don't know what to do next. You feel so lost. And a lot of us feel like that's the moment we have to give up. But that's the moment, that's the component at the very lowest where if we continue to push forward, that's exactly where our advantage is because the upside comes right after the dip. And so I think about this sometimes when I'm, I do some journaling and I think about, you know, what is it that I'm doing now that's going to get me to the end goal? Because there's moments where, you know, I have the motivation, where I have the feel good energy of what can I do today? What systems can I implement today to get to my goal? And I want to do those things. And there's those other days where I'm like, I have been working at this for days, weeks, months, years, and I still don't see the results I want to see. And I have that frustration that kills the motivation. And then again, I'm back at, okay, what do I still have to do today? The great thing about those that are successful, and Napoleon Hill really investigated this when he did you know, his experiments with you know, Think and Grow Rich, because Napoleon Hill was not a rich person until later in his life, he went around asking rich people what the recipes for success were. And that's the thing that we can take out of it too, is that we can ask other people about their experience, learn from their experience without having to live their experience in order to gain the knowledge, at least in part that they gained. Regardless, if we go back to the topic at hand, if we go back to that moment of the dip, those things all come at once because that's the learning process. That motivation is fleeting. You're motivated for the first 10 days when you start because it's new and exhilarating and it's fun. But it's not going to push you through the winter. 
There is a reason we don't wear the same clothes in the summer and the winter time. It's because when the seasons of life change, when the seasons of new challenges come around, we have to change our way we do things. We have to change how we approach it, the, the clothing that we're wearing. In other words, the systems that we implement. Not all systems will fit all seasons of life. But the one thing that will fit all seasons of life is the actions you take. You still you know, run your company. You still go to work. You still work out regardless of the seasons. And that's where the discipline element comes in. So to those that are disciplined, to those that are obsessed with reaching their goals, the way it's going to happen is you're going to give, you're going to give, and you're going to give. And you're going to say, this is what I want. This is what I can get. This is what I can get. Some people, it might take three months and they make it. I know people, they've been working at this for seven years. They still haven't made it to where they want to go. I know people and they just made it after five years. I mean, can you imagine what that's like to work at something for five years with no recognition, without getting the results you want, with everyone telling you that you're crazy? And the next day, you're an overnight success. The next day, you, you know, did something magical that just magically changed your circumstances. When I started my clothing business in 21, I knew that regardless if I made it work, which I didn't, right? The margins were too low. The costs were getting too high. And I just, to me, it just wasn't a sustainable business. And at the end of the day, I was like, how am I supposed to compete with basic clothing elements with so many brands out there? The fact that there was, it was hard to do product differentiation was so saddening to me because I was like, I honestly don't feel like I'm contributing value to the marketplace. Like regardless of the numbers, which the numbers weren't great, like I was making the money, small, small amounts, but the cost were eating up anything that I was making. Additionally, with R&D to make the nice clothing, I didn't have the resources to continue improving the, the product. Um, I had just done uh, some sampling in R&D where we basically ordered um, like the, the last batch of testing for two shirts uh, was about $2,500. And we were testing out different materials. So I had a, uh, a cotton bamboo mix. I had a linen bamboo mix. I had like a tensile, which is like a, it's a, it's a type of bamboo fiber. Um, with a little bit of spandex, so that way the shirt would stay in a really nice place. So I had about five, six different fabrics that we were testing. And I just remember looking at the shirt. It's just a, it's just a white t-shirt. And I don't like branding, so I didn't put any branding on the clothing because that's the whole thing. It was sustainable, high-end clothing. That was the best fabric you could buy. But I was like, how different am I really from you know an Oliver, which is a clothing company, or a Lululemon? For that regard, or from a cuts clothing or from essentials, these kinds of like direct consumer brands, I genuinely was like, how can I differentiate myself? I didn't know what avenue I wanted to take because it's just so difficult to differentiate a basic product that has no branding. And now the argument is, yeah, sure, you can innovate. But I was like, there's spaces I feel like I can innovate more and be able to sustain it longer. There's a book that I'm about to start reading. I haven't started, but my friends have been recommending. It's called Profit First. And it's about running a business. Like you have to optimize for profit because when you're profitable, you can stay in the long-term game. You can't stay in the long-term game if you're running off VC money or if you're, you know, making a lot, generating a lot of revenue, but everything's going out in marketing or in fulfillment. Like that's not a sustainable business because the business doesn't have anything to be sustainable with. And so as I'm figuring this out um, during, this, during this clothing company time, which I did for about a year and a half, I realized that even at the, at the start, I said, if this doesn't work, the knowledge and the experience that I'm going to get while doing this, that's what makes it worth it. 
that's the one thing that makes it all worth it. And so what I learned was, even if you feel like you've tried a business that didn't work, you tried a project or an R&D development, whatever it is as an entrepreneur or founder or in your career, if you tried that and it didn't work and you wasted months, maybe years and a lot of money, what did you learn? And what information can you apply to the next thing? Because I do this in business now, but I actually used to do this all the time with my relationships. I thought that if I cared enough about the person, I liked the person, and I thought they were a good person, that justified getting into a relation, a romantic relationship. Because I said, even if they're not the, if they're not the person, which I always foreshadowed an end for the most part, I knew when things would roughly play it to its end. I said, if this makes me better for the person that I'm, I'm going to end up marrying, is this not worth it? If I understand, you know, woman behavior, if I understand what kind of gifts or what kind of responses to arguments or accusations or whatever it is, do, is that not worth it? So I approached every relationship with the mindset of if this makes me better for the, my next partner, that's a worthy relationship. And I did that throughout my dating history. And in business, it's very similar to that same way. Even if this project doesn't work out, which at first you should be asking yourself, is this a good use of our time and resources? If this doesn't work out, what am I going to learn? And is there such, like, what is the actual downside here besides the loss of investment? And so obviously you can't just lose every investment, but that's the thing about taking risks. And the risk takers, as it's said very often, and especially in Roman literature, fortune favors the bold. There was the, uh, the Roman goddess of fortune was called Fortuna and they had like the feast of fortune and it was all about just giving things to fortune. And it was about the acts you could commit, right? The acts of faith of, I will do this because I know that I'm deserving of fortune. And it was almost this power of manifestation, but through acts, not just words that led to the good actions. And so to bring this back at what we're talking about today, that nothing happens before everything happens. The fact of the matter it is, is that the people that can play the long-term game are the ones that really win in the end. Because sure, there's a lot of people, especially on social media that we can see that are scaling their businesses 100, 200,000 a month increases month over month over month. But those scales, that kind of scaling creates scaling problems. And that doesn't make it sustainable. Some of them will be able to figure it out, but not everyone will. And so do you want to be, you know, the flashy company that comes, they're the dominant player for 10 years and they're gone? Or do you want to be an IBM or a Coca-Cola? Not companies that have been here for 10, 15 years, but companies that have been here for 75, 100 years. And that's kind of the different question. Because when we put things in the long-term perspective of our life, that's where the argument becomes a little bit different. And it's the question of what are you optimizing for? regardless whether you've had taste of success whether you're going to the next level or whether you're me and you just have these such grandiose dreams but you don't have the resources that allow you to realize those dreams right to to do that kind of impact at this moment you might be able to take your care of yourself sure but you can't take care of the big things yet the break is coming but the break is different than we expect because the break isn't making it easier. It's we finally reached the threshold capacity to deal with our problems and challenges. So now we can overcome them. Life never gets easier. We simply just get better. It's think of it like a quest in a video game. Like 
you, you, if we think about the video games we used to play when we were kids, like you had like the, the knight and the dragon. If you're finding a dragon with a stick, it's going to be pretty hard to kill the dragon. If you're finding a dragon or even a bigger dragon with the sword or with a gun or whatever resource you have, that's considerably easier. So the dragon never gets smaller. The dragon's always getting bigger. But we as individuals are arming ourselves with the tools and the weapons to become more dangerous people, whether that's in the personal or professional lives. And that's the whole ideology behind the relentless entrepreneur, behind the maverick, is that they continually pursue what they believe is good. And they want to dominate in every area of their life because they know that's the only way worth living. And that's the thing about it, because nothing will happen. You will work and work and work and not see the rewards besides the one you get from the work, right? Just feeling like you're doing work. And then everything will happen. Things will align. Opportunities will come. And that is that moment that you have to be ready for. Because when it comes, that is where momentum is the most important thing. Because you want to keep that steam train going as long as possible. Creators will talk about this a lot. Creators will post and post and post and nothing happens. All of a the sudden, they go from 9,000 followers on Instagram or 9,000 subscribers on YouTube to 100,000. They get a moment in the spotlight and they go absolutely crazy. And then that moment will end and you'll have another moment where you have to continue grinding. And you might be listening to this and this might be your third or fourth cycle. And you might be understanding the pattern, but you can't lose faith in that pattern. Because like I've said, and like I always tell myself, fortune favors the bold. Am I taking the risk? Am I taking the initiative to improve myself and my business enough to get to the next level? Because if I won't do it, someone else will. And if they're willing to do it and I'm not, their business will grow and mine won't. Now, good for them. But I'm not in it for them to win. I'm in it to dominate. I'm not paying attention to them. I just take inspiration. I continue moving forward. And so if you're looking to do that, we always have to remember that fortune favors the bold. Thank you all for watching. I appreciate your time. Veni Vidi Vici. I came. I saw. I conquered. That concludes today's episode of The Isaac Velez Show. If you gained any value from today, we'd be grateful if you share the episode and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you were looking to get more involved with us, visit our website, www.isaacantoniovelez.com and follow us on Instagram for daily content. See you in the next episode.